What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. It's good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's hey, intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. And here we go again on the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. Actually, I'm not sure, Jeff. Oh, what? If this is a new podcast or if we just woke up again on the same morning, it's like Groundhog Day. Oh, we have the same story to talk about every week. Yes, we have to play the song that gets played all the time. Yeah. Um, it's Captain and Tennille, isn't it? No. No. Uh, Sonny and Cher? Yes. Okay. It was it was a man and his wife. Okay. A man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're going to go. But seriously, you got, you got – it's the same story. Yeah. You can't get off to a fast start because of giveaways. But we'll give you new facts, so it's not listening to the same podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll prove that this is not Groundhog Day, but yes. it feels like it. You can't get any takeaways, and yet you're able to rally, um, like has happened several times also this year. You have a quarterback change in the second half mm-hmm. because of the turnover issues. That quarterback comes in and does very well. Yeah. And now <laughs> we're switching quarterbacks again. And I'm not... I'm not saying anything. I, I agree with the decision, but it is kind of feeling like Groundhog Day. That's yeah. Like, well, here we go again. Well, we were talking on the tarmac, and we had to stop tar- talking because we were <laughs> kind of doing the show on the tarmac after the game was in New York. And Oh, yeah. That's about, right. I had an idea. You had a great idea during the uh, World Series or during the playoff games. So you're uh, Milwaukee and the Dodgers. Go ahead. No, I mean. The, no, you, you can finish. <laughs> I know you're watching that game probably. Listen, if, you're, if I'm not stealing, I'm not trying. Keep, I, keep going. Go ahead. I know you're watching Tell the game the story. probably because your wife is such a huge Dodgers right. fan. And um, she was happy about this game. It was game five against the Dodgers. Now, a bunch of teams, including Milwaukee, already kind of started playing by different rules when it comes to what they do with their starting quarterbacks. In this one, they started Wade Miley and then pulled him after one batter, which was the plan. Uh, to, and I don't remember who they put in after that. But I think they switched arms. They they switched from a righty to a lefty or vice versa, uh-huh. sort of to get the Dodgers to stack their lineup a certain way. So it occurred to me that maybe we should start a game with one quarterback and then pull him after like one pass and put in because the second guy always kills it. And if you pull him before all the mistakes, maybe we can just skip that part. Right. Or you pull him after the first pick. Well, let's do it before there's even one. Oh, okay. He See, goes, that's what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to avoid because yes. the first guy is going to run into problems. The second guy is going to be the savior or near savior. But let's just skip that part with the problems and just let's start like, uh, I don't know, start Adam Humphreys, a quarterback, let him throw one pass and then put in Jameis or Fitz or whatever. I, I wonder <laughs> in the history okay. of the NFL that you have pulled a quarterback, the, the backup comes in, lights it up, and then it it keeps switching back and forth. You think you've seen, have, uh, no, no. Usually, when you have like a longtime Buccaneer fans will remember. I think it was you will probably remember. Uh, I think it was maybe the ninety and ninety one seasons with Vinny Chris, Testaverde and Chris Chandler. Exactly. So you do remember. Mm-hmm. And, we traded a number one pick for Chris Chandler, but we got them back. Do you know what his nickname was? Well, I know he wasn't very well liked. Yeah. Here. Well, his name was Chris Chandelier because he always <laughs> got hurt all the time. 
He came from the Colts. He ended up, after he yes. left here, he ended up doing pretty well in his career and even was a Super Bowl starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those two years, and I wasn't here yet. It was right before I got here. But I can tell from, from the historical records that the Bucks kept switching back from Vinny to Chris. And um, But in that case, it was be, it was because neither guy was doing anything particularly good. In our, This is an unusual and probably nearly unprecedented situation where both quarterbacks – have shown repeatedly that they can put up huge numbers in this offense and we can score in bunches with either guy, but also both of them keep turning the ball over. And so the switch I think has been situational. The first one, of course, Fitzpatrick started the season because Jameis was being suspended. And then when Jameis came back, as was the plan, they switched to him. So that one was understandable. But then Jameis threw 10 interceptions in about three and a half games. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you got to go, well, that's the thing that's holding us back from winning. So then you f- switch to Fitz. Now, we did not win any of the three games that he started. And at this point, you're three and seven. So the decision is to go back to Jameis, I assume, in part because even though the, they will continue to try to win, the playoffs are a really dim possibility at this point. So it makes a lot more sense to be starting your younger guy that you may have a future with. See where it goes. But it is incredibly unusual because the Buccaneers, Jeff, <laughs> are, are we have more passing yards. And it's not all about yards. No. But we do also have a lot of points and touchdowns. We have more passing yards through 10 games than any team in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and if you watch last night's game, you just shake your head. <laughs> that was unreal. I, I'm just That one lived up to the hype. It did. But um, we're that talking about the, yeah, we're talking about the Rams Chiefs Rams game. Chiefs was yeah. fantastic. So yeah, so many yards, so many yards, uh, and it's it, anybody that wants to say yards don't matter, wins do, they're correct, mm-hmm. and yards don't matter, points do, they're correct. But we are scoring a lot of points, and we're we're doing enough on offense to win if we could solve this unbelievable turnover problem that doesn't seem like it's ever going to go away. Negative twenty three now, Jeff. That's I looked up all the teams that were negative twenty three in turnover ratio after ten games, and there's. There's only five others ever. We're the first since 1970. Uh, obviously, we're turning it over too much, but we're not getting any at all. And it's just crazy that it's, it's basically seven straight games without a turnover. You got Not one even a sniff, teams. not even close one. Uh, so, you know, I looked at those teams. In fact, the last, the last team to do was Buffalo in 1970, and they were 3-6-1, and one, so pretty similar to us. But all the other teams were like 0-10. So those were just really, probably really bad teams overall. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think the Bucks are a bad team overall. You have the turnover problem, which makes them a bad team. Don't get me wrong. You are what your record says, as coaches say, and they're, wrong, they're bad because of that. And then also now you have the uh, added layer of too many key injuries. I mean – when you lose, we ha- we were supposed to play this season with Levante, David, Quan Alexander, and Kendall Beckwith, and now we don't have any of them. Now, hopefully, Levante will be back sooner than later. But Kendall's done, as we just learned, he's not coming back this year, and Quan's done. And you no, know, you know, when you have to go three deep into your reserves, your starting guys, your starting guys. We started two guys that weren't even on the team about three or four weeks ago. You know, I mean, they were here with us in training camp, Riley Bulla mm-hmm. and and uh, Devante Bond. But, you know, to say that's a reasonable replacement for the three that we lost. You know, when you have a flip card and you got to write guys' names in because they're not printed, good. it's never a good sign. Although one of the ones we got to write in this week was Godwin Igwebuke. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like that one. I, I did too, and I thought he did well. Well, you only played on special teams. I understand, but I thought he did well with coming out with the ball. Well, that's the Northwestern guy. That's why I'm re- Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> did you know that his uncle... Yes. Or I guess it's his dad's uncle played yeah. for us. Yes, he is a kicker. Yeah, and he I could kick. <laughs> As can Cairo Santos. Yes. It was kind of cool to have five extra points. 
heart be still. I mean, it was wow, an extra point. But by the fifth one, you weren't even worried about it. But it was funny. Uh, last night's game, uh, two missed extra points. Yeah, they canceled uh, each other out. They canceled. Yeah. But and I guess the league has finally the, the league did something that they wanted to do. They wanted to make extra points not simple. They have accomplished that. Now everybody's in an uproar. Guys are losing their jobs because they can't kick an extra point. So you figure that well, out. Well, that just means it's a different job now. Yes. And as has, has happened throughout history, kickers got better and better and better and better. Um, and, and to the point every year, every five years or so, you see an uptick in the overall league average that they're making it. And that's why they made it harder. But kickers will catch up. And the ones that can't won't have a job. And the guys that that, the little, that can do it will be the ones that take over. I guess now instead of seeing how far a guy can kick, I guess you got to do a bunch of extra points to see how many in a row you can you kick. You got to make your, and those are thirty-three yard field goals. Mm-hmm. You got to make your field goals forty yards and in. You just have to. Yeah. You, nope. And you have to be confident when you send that guy out there that that's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, that was a plus. That was an up. That was an up. Um, you know, another thing on this uh, James Winston decision because that is kind of the biggest news of the week. Um, uh, although the status of O.J. Howard will be interesting, too. Uh, we don't know yet. We might not know till tomorrow morning or when you're listening to this Wednesday morning mm-hmm. on his status. Um, it's worrisome. Not that it really matters in terms of the playoff race because it's probably not an issue anyway, but he was really coming on this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he looks like a rising star. He looks like a very good decision in the draft uh, two years ago. Um, but anyway, back to James Winston. There was a theory, and I and I think it was completely plausible, that one of the reasons the Buccaneers were going with Ryan Fitzpatrick is that they didn't want to put Jameis on the field anymore um, to risk injury mm. uh, because it's like the RG3 situation in his last year in Washington where they had already picked up his fifth year option, but that fifth year is not guaranteed for anything except injury. So they wanted to move on from him but were afraid of an injury that would keep them from being able to do so. Uh, and, and so there was a theory that that's what the Bucks were doing now with Jameis. Uh, it was denied whenever it was brought up, or as Coach Cutter said on Monday, nobody's even ever talked about that, so there was nothing to deny. It was just not an issue that came up. But it was a, it was a plausible theory. I didn't believe it was what was happening, but it was plausible, and by putting him back in now, you're clearly – putting the truth to the statement that they that was not any part of the thinking, which is good. And and it, it's a it's a plausible theory, as like you were saying. And, and now the next theory is going to be the team's three and seven. Now you're going to play for a draft pick, so it's time to tank. No chance and that's that, happening. And no. And, and, but it's great fodder because what else, they, what yeah. else are you going to do? Right. Which I think is unfair to um, to the team. I think it's just unfair to professional athletes. Yeah. Well, you mean unfair that that's speculated? Well, it would be unfair to ask them to do so. Well, I think it's unfair to ask them to do that. Teams don't generally, and and I agree with you, there's no tanking that's going to go on here, but teams that, tanking definitely happens in sports, Mm -hmm. and teams that tank don't do so by asking their players to play less than their ability. They do so by changing the players. uh, Or, you know, not putting their best players on the the Mm -hmm. field or whatever. So that's not anything a player actually has to worry about is right. being told don't play up to your best, uh, which is good because that would be completely immoral in a sports sense. Yeah, and, and it's now down to, and it's it's funny how sports has changed. You know, you always want your team to win. Now it's down to, um, well, you're out of the playoffs, so let's go do this. And, and so yeah, I don't, sports has changed, or, or rooting for sports has changed. Yeah. People don't root for teams, they root for players, I guess. You think? Well, fantasy football. Oh, well, that's true. You know. 
I mean, from a fan, yeah, from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. But if you're not a fantasy football player, I think it's still more team than. But look at the Rams. They go out to L.A. and they, that Coliseum was full, and that's well, it's a hundred thousand. They're ten and one. Yeah, I mean, and they're an exciting team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, we talked last week about red zone problems, and I said. Those were awful and terrible in the Washington game, but they were also fluky. It's not something we would have to worry about. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw that. that. That proved to be true because the Bucks were 4 or 5 in the red zone in this last game. Uh, they were right back to how good they were doing before, uh, before the Washington game. So that one – but that makes that Washington game hurt even more because if the Bucks had just been as good as they normally are in the red zone, we would have probably won that game easily. And yeah. it's just like that's what I said about Groundhog Day. If something yeah. something's going to go wrong, to derail an otherwise good effort, you can't. As they keep saying, we can't seem to put it all together. We scored three points. We scored what was it, thirty-five? Yeah, and, and almost the exact same number of yards and the exact same number of trips into the red zone. One game you get thirty-five. One game you get three. Yeah, I'll get tell you, we we always bemoan the fact that we don't ever get a good bounce to get a turnover this season, uh-huh. but we did get a good bounce on the Jameis fumble. Oh. So that wasn't a turnover. It was a touchdown, but it would have been a turnover. So it was a turnover avoiding bounce. So we, we have to at least acknowledge we did get one good bounce there. And that was an awesome play by the defensive player to run. His, I mean, he just went for the ball. I mean, he had full steam ahead. And behind Jameis? Behind Jameis. And, and Jameis did not see him. Yeah. There's no way he could. Yeah, I, I kind of chuckle that uh, um, they're arguing about who should have got the, the touchdown. <laughs> Who's and, arguing? Um, Jensen and um, – Oh, Mike Evans. And Mike Evans. Because Jensen tried to get it to Jensen you. tried to get it, and he was there, and Mike was, like, <laughs> doing what you're supposed to do, just get the ball. And and, then and on social media, uh, uh, Mike apologized. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. And, you know, old linemen, you know, yeah. they don't get they – they don't don't uh, Mike's got a ton of touchdowns. Yeah. He doesn't need another it's one. It's like, really? <laughs> but but in the in the scrum of things, you're not you're not deciphering what color uniform you're on. No, you're just no, you've got to go for the ball. Right, yeah. right, right. So it just, just shows, just goes to show you wide receivers faster than an O-line. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about one other thing that's okay. unrelated. I made a note of it to myself so I wouldn't forget. And um, Yeah, you're very well prepped. You are. You, you well, these are mostly questions from fans. Right? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but I just had a couple things I want to make sure we yeah. didn't not touch. I might not start touch. doing that. I might start taking notes. This podcast will go on for like two hours. Then. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, this is something that was bothering me uh, when I was watching a game or, or watching social media, I guess, during a game. And uh, I don't like when fans call players who tend who have been hurt a lot soft. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, guess what? He got hurt again. Yep. No, I agree. It's so ridiculous. These guys are legitimately hurt. When they're hurt, they're legitimately hurt. And being hurt is not the uh, is not the result of being soft. It's just bad luck. These guys are all Hard. Right now, players are not going to feel good until maybe yeah. March, April. If a guy – there are guys that tend that have, through bad prone. luck or whatever, have been prone mm-hmm. to injury. That happens, like Cadillac Williams is an example. Mm-hmm. But he sort of – heck, wasn't soft. A guy getting hurt more than one time isn't soft. It's bad luck. And in fact, think about how they're getting hurt. They're getting hurt through probably really rugged collisions. Like, I don't – it wasn't even a buck player, but it was irritating me at the time. Uh, because I've heard it uh, uh, put on buck players before. Wait, you know, if you watch a game, a perfect example was JPP um, going down and laying there, and you think, oh, that's, gee, a, this, that's exactly right. This, this is, and then he comes off because he has to come off, 
and adrenaline's a marvelous pain reliever. And uh, he goes back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think you're right. I think it, it, you know players are prone. Um, you know there are there are selfish players who if they there do, are selfish people in yeah, any group of exactly of employees that if business, if they're yes. nicked up they may not want to go that that but that's, well, that's not, not being not soft or selfish. It's not selfish to not want to play when you're not at your best. Oh well, yes. If but, you're concerned about further injury, yes. Well, you there's two. It's are you hurt or are you injured? Two different things, mm-hmm. and that's and that's always. I'm been. sure there are guys that are more willing to play through injuries. I'm sure there are guys that have a better pain tolerance than mm-hmm. others, and I'm sure there are guys that, for some physiological reason, are more prone to injuries than others. But nowhere on that spectrum is there any softness. I agree, and I, I just wish people would stop saying that. Or if you if you're not going to stop saying it, then put on a helmet and return a kickoff one time. See how see how long you last. You know what I? You know I always equate it to. Football players really don't realize kind of how strong they are, because if you're in, um, if you're talking to a player, or whatever, and you know how someone will tap you on the shoulder, or, you know, pop you in the chest, <laughs> you know, you know how they go by, you go, "Hey, how are you?" You know, you're like, "Oof!" It, yeah, they hit you, and you're like, <laughs> and, and they're not being vicious or anything. It's just they're strong, and yes. they're just like, "Hey, how are you?" And they hit you, and you know, you're flying across the room. But it, it, it is. Uh, it is funny that uh, there's a different different strength there and and a different mentality and you know, yeah yeah but, but that's part of being a fan you know just, the fans get to, the fans get to say what you know whatever they want which is not always right but that's Jeff I you know I'm the first one to say that when like when fans are ripping the bucks uh, yeah I'm always like hey that's their right as fans mm-hmm. uh, that's part of as you said that's part of being fans when I, I I'm a big St Louis Cardinals fan when I'm rooting for them in a big game they're doing badly I'm yelling at the TV mm-hmm. just like everybody else and no one talks to you during a game <laughs> but I think the calling players soft when they're hurt is yes. going too far I, I don't do that, that. and I don't I agree. think anybody should do that all right you want to move on so well, you know what I say stop it Okay, stop continue. doing that. Yes. So, did you have you didn't take notes this time? But did you have anything else you wanted to cover? No, no, no. You covered it all very well. Thank oh, you. Well, nice job. We don't even need you. No, continue. Uh, Go okay, ahead. Okay, so then let's, let's see get you to fill our an hour then. by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really hard when you're trying to talk by yourself. You need somebody to talk to. Yes, I am uh, the sounding board. Right. Good job. I was going to say I'm the voice of reason, but that went out the window. Yeah, I don't think that okay. anybody would say that about you. All right. All right, Jeff, we have a really fun guest coming on next, a, yes. a guy that everybody around here just loves for good reason. Um, if you've tuned in this podcast, you already know because you saw that it's Chris Godwin. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a young guy, but mature beyond his years. Um, we're going to find out how that comes to be. Yes. Are you just that way, or do you make yourself that way? Mm. Let's find out. Let's Ooh, that'll be fun. Of course, it's always an easy question when you're interviewing a guy and you're saying like, oh, you're so mature and wonderful and great. I mean, that's a good interview for a guy, right? Yeah. What else are you going to go? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, let's get Chris in here and we'll be right back in just a minute on the Salty Dogs. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm Scott Smith. And I'm Jeff Ryan. And joining us now is the special guest you've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, Second-year wide receiver, Chris Godwin. Chris, thanks for, for joining us here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, I've heard from a good source. Uh-oh. It's Casey Phillips, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. That uh, you are a big fan of the game night idea. Yeah. You like board games and such. Yeah, I do. What's what are the big what are, What's <clears throat> high on your list? Um, When I was younger, I used to like 
I used to be a big fan of Monopoly. Really? Yeah. Most people hate that one. Yeah, I know. But uh, I think as I got older, I started to, you know, shy away from that because of, like, how long it is. Yeah, and exactly. I think, like, when you start playing with family and stuff, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> they like to cheat. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not for losing, especially when it's uh, when it's due to cheating. But, um, you know, uh, as I was in, like, high school and stuff, I used to play uh, games with, like, my girlfriend's family and all that. And we, you know, play a whole bunch of different games from Taboo to... Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's pretty funny. That's I have no crap. idea what he's talking about. Yeah, have you never played Cards Against no, Humanity? No. You got it. No. I'm into Pong. <laughs> it's a good time. Did, do you know what Pong is? Pong? Yeah. I okay, good. All We're right. We're going to talk so, about video games. Yeah, but I've played it a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's a monopoly for millennials now. I just saw that, and you don't get like, like you don't money. get money, you get experiences. Yeah, you get experiences. No. It seems nice. condescending to me. And you yeah, get really? like, like likes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's not I, I don't, I don't down. Why does everybody need a like? I think that's the play on the game. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. It's like uh, I, I think it's getting at the point of like millennials. I'm the kind of guy that media. likes to you know like get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. In other words, he's yeah. old. No, not as old as Scott though. Have you ever played uh, Settlers of Catan? No, I have. That's not. a real good one. Look that one up. Okay. It's a little complicated though. If you don't like the games, that take a while and yeah, you have to learn them. Somebody somebody taught me, and it, it took us a while to get it, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. This is this is something that uh, I found interesting. You judge an individual by their character, correct? Well, Chris, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You're dating your ex-coach's wife, is that? Or no? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, you went down the wrong avenue with that one. <laughs> I'll take that back. Right. We'll edit that yeah. out in post. Yeah, we, got, uh, we may have to edit that one. Yeah. No, but you are dating your your uh, ex-coach's daughter. Yeah. So for your ex-coach to allow that, that speaks mm-hmm. volumes of you. Yeah. Um. I, I would like to think so. You know, um, we were, uh, you know, friends from, like, since we were freshmen in high school. And, um, you know, like, just her dad being the coach, he was always, you know, around. And we, he would always have, like, gatherings and stuff uh, at his house. Uh-huh. And so um, we kind of became friends. And then uh, junior year, you know, I asked her to be my girlfriend. And we've been together ever since. You know, she she came to Penn State with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, when I came down here, she moved down here with me. That's dedication. So I understand yeah. you guys have a, you're growing a business together. So. Uh, yeah, we're working on some stuff right yeah. now. Um, right now we're working on something called Team Godwin Fitness. Um, and it's it you know it, it compiles you know a whole bunch of things. Um, right now we're working on a little bit of apparel. Um, you know, get some Team Godwin stuff out there. Uh, we got a slogan called that uh, says "Work Harder," and it's like um, it's kind of. Surrounding like the premise of just like regardless of what life is throwing at you, you know, things could be hard, but, you know, you kind of got to push through it, you know, like everybody's going through something. And if you want to get to what your goals are, you know, you're going to have to work harder to get there. It's so, kind of like the evolution of just do it. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's um, not only physical, it's mental. Yeah, it's a mental thing. You know, it's a mental <clears throat> approach. Um, <clears throat> just saying, like, like I said, it's like everybody likes to have excuses um, and you can allow yourself to. You know, kind of like I'm open in those excuses and figure out any reason for you to not reach your goals or you can, you know, recognize that, you know, you got if you if you want something, you have to go out and get on your own. You know, you have to go out and, you know, set your mind to whatever that goal is and just continue to work and work until you reach your goals. Um, So, like I said, we have we're going to have a little bit of a pearl coming out soon, just a couple, you know, some shirts some hats and stuff like that. Um, But my girlfriend, she's also um, a certified personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And so. um, kind of on the site as well she uh sells she's going to be selling like workout plans you know for females and then for people who are like just getting into working out as well just like 
you know, like some body weight stuff and site, some more advanced stuff. Site already live? Um, it's going to be live. Uh, you want to tell everybody what it is? <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's going to be on teamgodwinfitness.com. Okay. Um, and when cool. it goes live, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to announce that on my, oh, cool. you know, on all my social media. Right. Oh, yeah. So um, it, I think it'll be really cool um, just to allow some people, you know, the, the people that follow us to get a little bit of insight on who we are, uh, like our relationship and just, you know, the positivity that we're trying to, you know, push out into the world. When you like first it. when you first got here last year, um, right away from like the first couple of weeks, coaches when asked about you would always say along the lines of, he seems like he's a veteran already. He's mature beyond his years and things like that. I think we've all seen that. I wonder with guys like that, um, is that a decision you made somewhere along the way to act that way, or do you think it's just innately who you are? Um, I think it's a little of both. Um, I think it kind of started when I was younger, and um, you know, I give all the credit to my to my parents and my family for kind of just instilling like those values in me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, just you know just being mature. You know, just understanding. You know, it's like how, how to move, you know, the right way, how to treat people the right way, you know, how to handle your business. And then um, I think as I was going, you know, through my ranks of high school and college football, just, you know, building my work ethic and just un trying to keep my head low, you know, not really being a guy that, that once I come into a program, trying to let everybody know, like, what my name is and who I am by speaking, but, you know, through working. And, um, you know, it worked, it worked for me early on, like in high school. And so I was like, why change it? You know, so everywhere I go, I just try to stay low. Just seems to be working right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's keep my head low. Just work hard, and you know, let let my actions speak for themselves. I know you're not any more happy about three and seven than anybody else on this team, especially after starting out two and zero oh and expectations <clears throat> were high. But you know, you are you are part of an offense now, and an increasingly important part that is kind of on pace to set a lot of records. I mm -hmm. mean. I know the game has changed, and that's part of the reason. But is it somewhat amazing that you're on pace to have the best passing yardage season of all time? Mm -hmm. is, does it strike you as you know noteworthy that you're a part of that, or, or what? what <coughs> how are you guys feeling about it? Is it just come all down to wins and losses? Yeah, I mean it's you know it, it's twofold. Like obviously, when you're a part of something like that, um, you know it's really special. You know when when you think about how long this game has been played and just how many great offenses have, you know, have been a part of this game. And, and then, like, when you say something like that, I mean, I, obviously it's pretty special. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to wins and losses. Like, those types of stats, they would feel a lot better if we were 8-1, sure. and one, yeah. you know. Well, most teams yeah. that have had stats like that <clears throat> have been have had winning seasons. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the reason why it's not happened is the, is the turnovers. And yeah. It, yeah. It just as it does amaze you guys, it's, it's just not turning around because some of that – seems to be a matter of luck and it just never seems to turn around this yeah. season. Yeah, it definitely it definitely can feel like that at times. Like, you know, like the ball just doesn't bounce our way <laughs> sometimes. And it, um it could it could be kind of brutal, man. But um No, it is brutal. Yeah. But I mean I just you know, you, you kinda have to um you know, you like like I like, like I said earlier, you gotta, you know, keep your head down and just work, man. Um I think, you know, uh, we can all we all have seen what we can do when we're hit, like clicking on all cylinders. Right. You know, as you know, like I said, evidence of all of our comeback, you know, mm -hmm. you know, last, you know, last second heroics and stuff. But, um, you know, I think if we if we can approach that and put together a full game, yeah. you know, I think you, I think we'll see like what we're really capable of. It's important to show that the rest of the way, because I in no offense, but three and seven to the playoffs is, is a tough path. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. So is it important to you guys to finish the season strong and start getting some wins? Yeah. I mean, it is, how big, it is, how important it is, is it? It's extremely important. Um, yeah. Just as as men, as competitors, you know, as professionals, I think it's very important for us to to finish the, you know, finish the year as if 
you know, we're, as if we're going to make the playoffs because, I mean, you know, it may be a long shot, but, I mean, it's still a shot. But just, at, like I said, as a competitor, you don't you never go out into a game in, with the expectation of, oh, I'm not going to give him my all or I'm not going to try to win. You know, like that's not how you handle your business. That's not how you, you know, set the precedent for the following year or, you know, or just for your work ethic moving forward as, a, as an individual. Why do you think that that question has to be asked? I mean, it's a good question. Um, just, you know, are you – where are you going to go? You're talking about, you know, yeah. accountability and things of that nature. Where does that come from? I mean, have you been around where, where guys haven't given all as time went down? And not, I'm not talking about this specific team. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about in general. Um, I don't think I've personally been around it much. Um, but I, I think sometimes you have some guys who can fall into that trap of, you know, why are we doing It's like if things are going bad, it, you know, they're all what was me. And, you know, they can be negative and you know, I just think that's a that's a bad way to approach things. Yeah. That's a bad way to approach the football. It's a bad way to approach life because, I mean, you know, we got to enjoy this stuff like while we're in it. You know, like we're we're so blessed with the opportunity to play this game, especially at the level that we you know that we are. That, you know, if we're if we're not taking advantage of every opportunity to just go out there and have fun and try to get better and really you know progress as a player and individually and as as a team, you know, we're doing a disservice to ourselves and to you know those who came before us. Speaking of, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Speaking of, uh, of being blessed to play this game, when did you start in your life? When did you start thinking about the NFL in a serious manner? I mean, like that's something could happen. Yeah. Some guys feel like they're going to be in the NFL when they're five years old, and some don't realize it till they're yeah. in college. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I was. Um, I've always dreamed about playing in the NFL. Like I started playing when I was six, and you know, from the time that I, you know, was able to comprehend what the NFL was, like uh-huh. that's always yeah. been my dream. Okay. But um. You know, I've 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 also always been someone that's been realistic with myself, okay. And just recognizing that, you know, they like you always hear about the odds of making it to the NFL and just mm-hmm. what little percentage of people actually make it here. And so, I would see that, and then the fact that I was coming from a small state like Delaware, and who you know, there's not really Division One recruits that come out of Delaware. Like we're getting more yeah. now, but when, at that. the time I was coming out, okay, it wasn't many of us. Um, and so once I started getting recruited from you know, in high school, like to go Division One to get a lot of offers. I was like, okay, well, you know, this might be this might be an opportunity for me to get to my, you know, where I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think after my, like my, uh, I guess my my big year in college was my second year. I think uh, midway through that year, I was like, I, I may have a shot to play in the NFL. And so like, that's when it started becoming kind of real for me. That must have been fun. To it is real now. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. So you seem to be a goal setter. Yeah. So I, I like to think so. So you're five years old. You want to be in the NFL. Six. six. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe started at five. Yeah. Came to fruition at six. Yeah. Um, what are your goals now? Now, I mean, you made the NFL. So mm-hmm. so now where do you go? Um, I mean, so the types of goals that I kind of set for myself aren't necessarily like, um, I guess like like you know, no like statistical goals or mm-hmm. like anything like that. I just. Every day, you know, that I that I play, that I've been playing this game. I've always approached it like, all right, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna be better than I was the previous day. And you know, that, that's kind of like we got hitting that like what I was talking about earlier, just me trying to be better and trying to be the best version of myself that I can be. And it's got me to this point. So it's not, I, I'm not really trying to change that, you know. So I mean, everybody, you know, you have a lot of guys who say they want to be the best of all time and stuff like that. I think that'll be really cool, like, right. awesome, you mm-hmm. know. But at the end of the day, at the end of my career, if I can honestly, like, you know, look at myself in the mirror and say I gave it my all and 
like every single day and I was the best version of myself, I think I'd be happy with wherever I stood. Yeah, Scott and I have tried to improve the Salty Dogs each and every week, (laughs) and having you on has taken us another notch. (laughs) I appreciate that. You know, because that's how it works. Yeah, It's it's kind of sad that the person who sounds most sage in this room is the one who's like 30 years old. Yeah, right. So yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. We I mean, got to get him off here because he's making a sound. He's 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 so composed, so you know, goal oriented. I'm sure there's been some point. Great character. Where composure is broken, right? Uh, come on, yeah. give us something, yeah, right? I make mean, make I mean, us we'll feel, let you go after this. Yeah, make, <laughs> give us a good story, and we'll let Chris, you make yeah. us feel better about no, ourselves. So I mean, like, I don't, I I hate losing, man. I, I mean, I hate. I, I would say that I hate losing more than I love to win. And so I've heard that, yeah. you know, and like you hear a lot of guys say that. And I mean, I, I try to be composed, you know, as composed as I can, you know, in times like that, because like that's when you really see, you know, like what someone's made of. Well, that's you true. Know? Yeah. And so like I've been on teams, you know, like where things haven't been going great. And, you know, I like to look at myself as being like a, a leader, whether it's not not necessarily vocally, but, you know, by my actions. And so. You know, like there hasn't really been many times where I've like really lost my composure, you know, like on a sideline or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, I think those, okay. I think those things kind of happen like internally with myself. Um, like if I don't do something that I feel was up to my standard, I'm beating myself up about it. Yeah. Like, it's like my dad used to say that courage isn't not being afraid of things. It's doing things even though you are afraid of them. Yeah. And um, so composure isn't, you know, being composed when nothing I mean, yeah, is there to break your yeah. composure? When it's all going good, it's yeah. easy to be calm. All right, yeah. we didn't right. get a we didn't get a broken composure no. story, but that's <laughs> but he we'll was let solid. you go anyway. He was solid, we and do I appreciate it. your time here on Salty Dogs. Chris. Yeah. Thanks okay. for stopping by. I know no you, you guys are done for the day, so we don't want to keep yeah. you around. But. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Chris. Right, thanks, yep. Chris. The Salty Dogs. Okay, we're back again for our last segment here on the Salty Dogs Podcast. I'm Scott Smith. And I'm Jeff Ryan. And we've told you that three times now, so yeah. hopefully you remember well, that. Well, you're also reading it on the um, we just teleprompter? Might as, yeah. On our new teleprompter? See, the first year you go Scott Smith, <laughs> Jeff Ryan. Then after that, then it's just Scott and Jeff. Okay. And then like later on, you just say the Salty Dogs. Because a lot of the football people, they don't even, they, don't even, oh. they just call me, hey, Salty Dog. Do they? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because of the podcast or how I am in the building. Yeah, I'm, you're a bit salty yes. from time to time. All right. That's definitely true. Uh, so it was fun having Chris on here. Um, I was very impressed with him. I wanted. I was hoping he'd say. I was hoping he'd have more games to recommend. I mean, I was surprised when he went to Monopoly. I mean, it, I was told I, he's a big game night guy, and I was expecting some in, more interesting. And we didn't press him on it. No. Uh, Monopoly. I. Well, he doesn't play it anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's hard for me to think of a game. Uh, the last board game I played, um, Yahtzee. Maybe I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I. Card games. Yeah, I like playing game. card games. Yeah, card games. So okay. card to, card games, not a board game. So, uh, well, I have friends. We have friends. My wife and I who are big into game nights. So they get us into games like Settlers of Catan and things like that. So check that I'm one out. Have to check it out. It's you probably want to play with somebody who already knows what they're doing though. Oh, okay. Because it's really confusing. To so to when you play, do you play by all the rules, or do you yeah. have like house rules that it's in a Monopoly? Little... You, everybody has house rules. Yeah. But in in most games, no. Okay. But everybody has house rules in Monopoly. Yeah. Like I, I think that whole where you put money on. Uh, free parking, and you when you have to pay for fines, you put it on free parking, and then if you land there, you win it. That's not actually a rule. No, that's a house rule. That, but I think everybody yeah. plays that. Yeah, way. free parking is what it says. Free parking. That's all it is. That's all it is. All right. So questions from fans. Now, Jeff, last week 
we had such a good bonanza of questions that we, we just did. made it a fan episode. It was fun. And all but I think one of them were new uh, listeners. This time we have one new one, but we also have a couple guys that were follow-ups from directly what we'd answered them before. All right. So we're going to have a couple repeat people here. That's but fine. It's it's good because they're kind of like building off of what they asked and what we said, and so it's like an ongoing conversation. Well, if they're listening to the podcast, and the, you know they get to participate also. So this first one says, hey, gents, Mike from Venice, Florida again. I can't resist double dipping because this show is, is so much fun. Love you guys. Oh, well, That's great, huh? He says double dipping. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed. I was hoping he was from Venice, Italy, so we were well, more worldwide. He but said he, he apologized yeah. that he's not from Venice. So he's like an hour and a half from here. The reason He's is- a local guy. <laughs> well, that would... That would make sense that a number of our fa- Buccaneer fans would be. Oh, I understand. In the we Bay have Buck fans in the Tri Cities. I've I heard that we have. What fans. are the Tri Cities? Tri Cities is uh, New York, New Jersey, oh, and I didn't know Connecticut, or, or or I don't know if it's Pennsylvania they include in that, but yes, it's Tri Cities. I believe it's Connecticut. Connecticut. Someone city will correct me if I'm wrong. It's the cities of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Yeah. Well, it's the Tri. I'll take it back. The reason why the I said let me let me finish. Yeah, the reason why I said Tri Cities is I used to live in an area in upstate New York with his Tri Cities. It was Binghamton, Johnson City, Vestal. That makes so, a lot more sense. Tri City. So I should say Tri State area. My bad. Yeah, it was your bad. You messed that up. Hey, this whole podcast. You're I've probably been ma- just going to go edit it out. No, I. This whole podcast I've been messing up. Well, you had. Yeah, I had you a had major. Chris dating his yeah. coach's wife. <laughs> Which really would be a bad move yeah, that's, by a player. Well, you know what happened? I got into X, you know, because I, I wanted to say You got code. into X yeah, to well, see? No, X, because... Don't say I got into X. Well, no, let me finish the sentence. <laughs> I got into... People are going to take that a different way. Only because you're putting it in their I minds. I thought of it immediately. Well, that's where you go. I'm saying when I thought of X, I went to say X coach, and I said X wife. I think you need to get into rehab. All right. Okay. We do have work. We have, never mind. Um, Continue. So the, the reason he said double dipping because he actually sent two questions in All a right. row. This is the second one. The other one he asked about us getting Alan Cross on here uh, or Dexter Jackson. All right. We which can I'm, I'm going to try Dexter Dex. Jackson because he's going to be signing autographs at the stadium on Sunday. So I'm going to go over there and ask him. Okay, great. That would be Dexter Jackson, Super Bowl MVP. And he, yeah. Not Dexter Jackson, receiver from Appalachian State. Who? Who was, yeah, who was drafted a, few, a little bit after Dishon Let's Jackson. just say he had a great college career. Continue. <laughs> I think he had the big uh, return of he a blocked did. field goal against Michigan, yes. a big upset. So the question actually from him is um, anyway, the name of the game. Okay, and I have to tell you, you never hear these questions beforehand. That's true. I, I don't. usually do and do yeah. research if I need to, but this one is supposed to be a guessing game. So as soon as I saw what it was, I I swear that whatever my answers are here are off the top of my head, not researched. All right. Okay. Anyway, the name of the game, and I like this. He's given us a game. Is what year did I become a buck? I'll pick three names from the starting roster, one each from offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams will only be the kicker, punter, punt returner, kick, punt returner, just to keep that from being too complicated. I like that somebody's given us games. I, I think people should send us games every week. Be cool if you can state what year, but even better if you can state the coach and the season record, too. So here it goes. The first one. So what year did this guy come here, and who was the coach? And what was the record of the team, I guess? Ron Hall, the tight end. I'll let you go first. I know the answer. I mean, I think I know the answer. I brought down the media guide to double-check. It was Ray Perkins. That's correct. And um, the year? Uh, Let's see. I want to say 89. We had a player in here who was drafted the same year as him. We've already had him as, on as a guest. Well, um, that didn't help you, did it? That didn't help me at all. I was trying to be helpful. 
Ron Hall, yeah, Ray Perkins. And well, what was Ray Perkins' first year? I'll well, I think it was 87. That's correct. So Ryan Hall, I don't remember what. I, you know what? I'm looking at you know what? Maybe it was 1990. No, it was 87. Was it? No, no. I mean, uh, uh, Ron Hall came in 1990. No. No? Why? You just had the answer and then oh. you changed it. He well, was drafted in 1987. Oh, okay. We had Remember, we already had on here Mark Carrier? Yes. He was drafted in 87. That was All that right. ginormous draft where we had like 20 players in 12 rounds because we had a lot of extra picks. It was the Vinny, Vinny Tessler right. draft. The record. The, Ricky I will say this. It was not a winning record. Ron Hall was – I had to look this part up. He was a fourth-round draft pick out of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, he played here for a pretty good amount of time. Yep, I then he went – he passed away recently, he, a couple well, years ago. He, uh, he played here. Then he went to Detroit, played in Detroit Very for good. a number of years. Then he moved back to Hawaii. And uh, unfortunately um, – he did pass away. He, um, yeah, so what was our record that year? It was Perkins' first year. It was a strike year, so it was only um, 15 games long. Yeah. I, and I think I we, would say we didn't win. 5, 10, and 1? Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I, five, I, ten and one. I don't remember all of those. The, you know, the, the, you can hear the pages turning. Yes. Oh, oh, I can make that fire noise again. No, that's not firewood. That's paper. You need cellophane for oh, fire. Darn it. was close. All right. We were 4-11. and 11. All right. I, I said 5-10-1. I knew yeah. we didn't have a time right. here. 4-11. and 11. Okay. Next player on defense this time, Santana Dotson, defensive tackle. Uh, 1993. Nope. Close. No. It was no. the same year I got here. Uh, 92. Okay. I was going to say, and it's Sam Weish. That's right. Sam Weish's first year. And I think we were 5-11. and 11. Yes, because we won our first two games in – like we killed the Packers and the Cardinals, and we were something like three and one at one yeah. point, and then the whole season went down the drain. And and he went to Green Bay, and then and he yeah, became a coach, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. No, did he? I, you were right about five and eleven. Yeah, uh, he definitely went to Green Bay and was part of that great Green Bay mm -hmm. team uh, during the nineties. I think he, I think he won a Super Bowl. He did. He uh, did. The thing I remember about him was he was a fifth round pick. I don't remember why, but it was a lot later than he expected to be drafted. Drafted, and he, he was the first guy I remember coming in with a real chip on his shoulder mm -hmm. based on where he was drafted. Yep. And he had 10 sacks that season as a rookie, including five in the first three games, I think. I mean, he came out like gangbusters. But he also joined the Buccaneers right right as they were the NFL's about to get free agency. And so he played four years here and then got out as soon as he could mm -hmm. because the sandwich years weren't great. Yeah, no, he was not happy. He, he was not out. happy and he at made all. A, he made a move Beeline to a quickly. much better team, but then the Buccaneers got a lot better, and Green Bay and and uh, and the Bucks had a good rivalry from then on out. All, all right, the right, last one right. uh, was, and he calls him a punt return, but obviously he was also a uh, he was more of a wide receiver. Courtney Hawkins. I wonder if Mike Mike from Venice knew the answers to these because I'm surprised he picked. Uh, well, Courtney Hawkins, I want to say, had to be about 79. What? Yeah. You're not thinking of the right guy, Jeff. All right. When was Courtney Hawkins? 1992. Here? Oh, okay. Uh, he, he's another guy from the same draft, which is, I wonder why if Mike knew this, because he picked two guys from the same draft, which makes the game a little less I must. Who was I thinking about? I have uh, Kevin House? No. Gerald Carter? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. You missed it by a lot. I missed that there. one. You got two lot. really good answers, and then that I time, know, and then I just, just blew up. Close Boom. Your eyes and there shot you it. go. Yeah. If you were shooting in a range, and that the, the coach then was Sam Weish too. In '79? No, no. In '79, <laughs> if you were shooting at a range of that was, one, you would have hit the target it, it, like three lanes over. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, Courtney Hawkins was the first pick by Sam in the right. Sam Weish era because we did not have a first round pick, and you know why? 
Chris Chandler. Yeah, you brought it up earlier. Randomly, I the Chris that. Chandler trade. You yes. know, we did get Colts back for that because we traded them Craig Erickson for a first-round pick. It, you know, it's funny is fans seem to remember things much better than those of us who are working it. But it does. I do get recall every now and then. <laughs> yeah, well, on this one, I missed. You by did, a, but two out of three is pretty good. Yeah, Jeff. and you remember two the out of three ain't bad. You could do a song about yeah, that. Yeah, sure could. All right, uh, Meatloaf. Very good. Have fun. Uh, this ends. Right. Have fun. Scott will probably nail this, but pick on Jeff. Oh, all. thanks, uh-huh. guys. No, actually, I think Jeff did pretty well there. There you go. But I swear I did not look those answers up. Thank you. Uh, you can send us three more next week if you want. We'll play again. Yeah. All right. This next one is, is also from a guy we answered last week. The guy from um, uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. which is also I like that. Cairo Santos is Yes. Uh, hello again, Mr. Scott Smith and Mr. Jeff Ryan. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for very much for reading my question last show. It made my day. Now, remember, his name's Alexander, Alexandra... Alexander Nascimento, which he pointed out in English would mean Alexander Birth. Mm. That's cool. And Alexander would mean Alexander. Yes. But I'm also from Sao Paulo, Brazil, just like our new kicker, Cairo Santos. And then this makes me sad. Mr. Smith, I believe you have misspelled the city name on your article about him. What? Yeah, a typo. I'm not happy about that at all. I wonder how I spelled it wrong because it's S-A-O-P-A-U-L-O. Maybe I spelled it S-A... P-A-O-L-O. Oh, I meant you, to go check. I probably should. That, oh, you're going to be grumpy the rest of the day. I, you I, hate when you do I that. I don't like typos. It's I know. True, it's hard to... You know, I, or punctuation. And speaking of kicker, to get back to the more important part of this okay. question, which was the best start for a Bucks kicker? It could be statistically or effective memory you guys have. Since you did, thanks for reading. This thanks. I like him. Go Bucks. Like and him. then, you know how your phone says sent by my iPhone uh-huh. when you send an email? Mm-hmm. It, it, Mine doesn't. Translated I, here, it says... Enviado do however you pronounce M E U iPhone. So that's I guess yeah. Portuguese for sent. Ah, uh, mine doesn't say that. I took that off. Well, so yeah, you don't a lot know. Of so you don't know that I am answering off my phone rather than off my laptop. I think it's kind of impressive. You know, you're at home and you're yeah. still bothering to. No, I I want them to think I'm working all the time. Hey, I just got an email from um, one of the PR guys. Okay, and he says. Because when we find a good note, we tend to share it with sure. each other to put in our releases and right. stories. Well, if you got it, I must have got it, Since too. We, no, he just sent it to me, oh. Chris King. Since week six, that's after the bye, right. Adam Humphrey says 27 catches for 390 yards and three touchdowns. He ranks 15th in the NFL during that span in receiving yards. He's had at least 50 receiving yards in five or six games during that span. Nothing earth-shattering, but he's been our second most productive receiver during that window. Wow. And Adam Humphreys is headed towards free agency. Yes. And... Talk he's, about he's got good lighting timing. it up. But would you have thought he was the 15th leading receiver in the NFL in the last six games? No, but but Thanks, Chris, for that. but I always liked that. I, I like Adam Humphreys, and I love his effort, and I loved it even more because he stopped two interceptions in last week's game. That was true. And and two, I remember the you, one that yeah, tipped around everywhere. Yeah, you what talk about one? a guy. I believe it was two. Okay. But any either way, that's what you're ta- supposed to do. He yeah, wide receiver going to a de- to a defensive mode. But uh, yeah, do you see he, Julio Jones do that this week? Yes, that was fantastic. I know, crazy. So anyway, that was a departure. Okay. But I just got on my phone. I thought it was worth sharing with the sure. salty dog fans. Just so let Chris know. won't we're even always, know. We're, we're always working. How much he contributed to the podcast? Yes. Oh, okay. Last one. This is from a new person whose name is Spencer. And it got me thinking, I think I only know one person named Spencer. That would be Spencer Dill. I was just going to say upstairs. Have you ever met another Spencer? No. Yeah, that's that's apropos. When you think of Spencer, I think of Spencer Tracy, but that goes way back. Yeah, Yeah, dating yourself again? Yes. Well, you know, hey, everybody has the AMC channel. This is our last one here. All right, last one. So let's end on a high note. And strong. 
Saltiest dogs. No, wait a minute. You didn't answer the kicker. What? He said, who was the, we never oh, answered. Yeah. We, we never answered his question. <laughs> Great. That's a good way to get through yeah, the question. Yeah, there you Just go. Talk about the Portuguese I would say, at the bottom. I would say Martin Gramatica. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're putting together all-time team for the Buccaneers, your kicker's Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how well he did in 99 overall. Um, that was his first year. I think it was really good. I mean, he became kind of a star among kickers. Yeah, he became Automatica. I think, yeah, and he had that nickname, so it's probably Michael him. Hughes did kick pretty well for us. He did, and he beat out a, um, a veteran when he got that job in 93, I think. Uh, he did well, so he had a good start, too, and I think in his first year he hit like a 57-yarder at Oakland. So he's a good answer. Also, I would throw in there Connor Barth. Yes, because Connor, that yeah. his first year here was he was our third kicker that year, and we had had huge problems. And so he got the job at the end and did well. I remember we went to Miami and he made a whole bunch of kicks, mm-hmm. like three fifty yarders or something. So he uh, <laughs> actually what? the kicker that that had the best start ever for us. You know what I'm gonna say? Go ahead, Kyle Brinza. Oh, yeah. We that, traded for him yes. right from Detroit right at the end of the preseason. We were already trying to decide between two other kickers, I think Connor Barth and Pat Murray maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, he comes in. He's got the huge leg. Uh, we go to Miami, I think, and he makes like two or three like 55-yard field goals and wins the job. Now, from there, it was all downhill. Yeah, but he could only kick from 55, 55 <laughs> out. He was your guy. Well, don't forget the, uh, the 62-yarder guy. That opens up our podcast. He he kicked pretty well. He did. He still is. Yep. So, So, okay, now we answered it. Yeah. Uh, Saltiest dogs. This is back to Spencer's question. I know you probably won't say you're giving up until the Bucks are mathematically eliminated, which, yeah, that's true. But he says, but honestly, I've given up. Okay. Okay. He clarifies. I don't mean on the team overall. It's just not going to happen this year. It's fair. I mean, the odds are very much against them. This team's still going to try, though. So I'm hoping the playoff drought ends next year. I know there will be some changes to the roster. There always are, but I think if we've got a good core to start with when some guys get healthy. Okay, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, I am sympathetic w- with everyone saying that, you know, the playoff drought. But one of the things that I always think about is the period of time when we were making the playoffs. 97, 2005. Yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, it was – you would win one or you would lose the first. You'd get to the playoffs and then you would lose. So the bar would go up. Mm. It was no matter of, like right now, everybody wants just to get to the playoffs. Yeah. You do a few years of getting to the playoffs, then it becomes, you know, you, you're not satisfied. You're not satisfied. And, and an example is Kansas City. They play lights out regular season. They get to the playoffs. I've done that a lot. And they're done. I'd still take that over not making I, I And I agree. I agree. But the bar never changes unless you're going to the Super Bowl every year. The bar Because that is the goal. Yeah. The goal is not to make the playoffs. The goal is to win it all. But it's just a playoff season yes. or a playoff chase is just so much more fun. Oh. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We, we uh, you know, after a game, you and I both travel. And mm-hmm. after a game that you've lost, everybody's down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but for me and you... Our purpose in this building is, in my case, to cover what's going on. And my job is way better when we're winning. But my purpose remains the same whether we're winning or losing. I always watch the the football guys, not just players and coaches, but scouts and everybody, because they 
it, it obviously hits them even harder. And the reason is because their job, their purpose here is to win games. And so it hurts more for those guys than it does for you and I, mm-hmm. because that's what they're here for. We're, we're here, we're here to be go along with them. And when that happens and it makes our job better, it's tougher for those guys. And I, I was uh, it, feeling for them well, after this last game. Yeah. When people say, Oh, players don't care. People don't care. I just, uh, you know, when, after a game's over with win or lose, if, if we lose a game, when we go to that first break, I put my head down and go, dang. And then I think about all the things we could have done. And then 60 seconds after that, then I'm going, okay, here we go. We're going to come here. TJ, let me know when you got somebody in the locker room. And, and it's just like you're – Because that's your job. That's my job. To, uh, to, and now, if you want to know how uh, a tough job, and you know because you're in the locker room, but when you have to go interview players, um, if you're winning, everybody wants to talk to you. When you're losing – it's it that now becomes relationships and i will say this about our players whether they won those first two games where we were winning and everybody was all sunshine to last week guys stood up and talked to us live on the radio and and that makes it a little bit harder because they know they're live and they can't take mm-hmm. it back so you uh tj reeves your sideline reporter um, almost always goes directly to the quarterback first. Yes. And both – that's one thing that Ryan and Jameis have in common. Every single game they've stood up and talked regardless of how it went. And yeah. they, I think they always will. They, they're very good in that regard. Yeah, and they're great about it. And that, that is building a relationship. And they know after the game, before they go to the podium, they talk to us. So that, uh, as soon as we can get into the locker room, we do get yeah. – and, and the quarterbacks. And you know what's great too, Scott, is they, they, they answer the question. You know, this isn't a this isn't to take pot shots at them. It's to get, no. it's to get. You know, when we're there, we want the information of what they were thinking, yeah. what that play was about, yeah. how it how it went, it. And, and they do it. Yes, TJ, TJ often says um, after a loss, he was like Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's gracious enough to mm-hmm. talk to us here and even after yeah. the loss. So anyway, we we went off on a tangent. We haven't even got to uh, Spencer's question yet. So my question to you is, if you could only guarantee that five guys on the current roster come back next year, there will be more than five, but I see his point, who would you pick? Actually, why don't you two – oh, we get to play another game, Jeff. Why don't All you right. two make it a draft between you? So pick three each, six guys total. So we're each going to – from the current roster, and anybody we don't pick doesn't mean we don't want them, but these right. are the guys we would most want to make sure are still around in 2019. Okay. You can go first. All right. Um, Mike Evans. That was my pick, man. That was my pick. I'm going to go with Levante then. Uh, a healthy Levante. Uh, Quan Alexander. A healthy Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take Ali Marpet. I mean, these guys are mm-hmm. all going to be here, so. Uh, Cameron Brake. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You took Cameron over O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. Even though O.J. is Lights out. playing a yes. lot more. Yes. I don't think – I love Cam. We mm-hmm. love Cam, but I don't think you got good value there. Yeah, all right. So your three now are Mike, Quan – and Cam. Okay, that's good. That is really good. And I've got so far, I've got uh, Allie to anchor my line, mm-hmm. and I got um, Levante, the heart of the defense. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I know that we should be trying to protect as many offensive players as possible because we're so much better mm-hmm. on offense. Right we get now, five, right? No, we get three each. Oh, okay. You're well, done. I'm done. All right. We can keep going to five if you want. You no, want to keep going? To, yeah, let's keep going to five. I'm going right. to take. Even though I think we obviously have more talent. And more guys we would need to keep on offense and more changes to make on D. I'm going to take JPP because he's 
you don't get edge rushers who make a difference. Mm-hmm. They're very hard to find. So, and I think he's got to have at least another year or two of this caliber play in him. So I'll take him. So yeah. you can keep going. Okay. I know this is, people are going to shake their heads, but I take Donovan Smith. Well, yeah, there's definitely a higher opinion of him in this building. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that uh, analysts don't appreciate mm-hmm. how steady and, and in most cases how good he is. And apparently he's become a lot more consistent this year. Um, so, well, you got listen, one. I, I this is the one that people aren't going to like. All right, go. But I think you got to have a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say – I'm going to go ahead and take Jameis. Yeah. And um, just – at least believe until it's over that this is the guy that's going to finally be the franchise quarterback. Had you, had you not taken him, okay, that's who I was taking. Okay, well, so have one yes, more. yes, I have one more. I have one more. All right, Adam Humphreys. That's a good one. And the reason why is I think he's just a gamer. I like the fact that he wasn't drafted. Bucks are going to have to work to keep him, Jeff. Yeah, he's I know. Become a free agent. I know. I know. And think about how think of he's where, a third down specialist. Well, and I mean, he think think of what he can you imagine him in New England's offense? They 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 thrive with guys like him. He is, I mean, slot guys who they can throw short I was just going to say he, he's not afraid to go through the middle. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, uh, but I will take Chris Godwin. All right, that's um, fair. And that's my last pick, so I got. You know, it's funny now that we're starting naming players. We got some good guys on no, this we team. No, that's that's what yeah. he said. We got a nice yeah. core. We have um, we have injury problems right now, but we've got a nice core. Uh, more on offense and defense. It mm-hmm. remains to be seen. You've got a nice core on defense if guys like Justin Evans and, and Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart and so on do develop into good players. But that's still up in the air. They're still I, young. We d- we don't know how cornerstone they're going to become. I find it interesting that the only older player we was taken was JPP. Levante's been around for a little while now. Yeah. This is his seventh season. Yeah. We didn't take Gerald McCoy. That was a mistake. Well, I should have taken Gerald McCoy. Yeah, but it, ten years, eleven well, years. Okay. So, so I mean, are you building your team for just next year, or are you looking long term? Well, so the question was next year. Next year, I think not taking Gerald McCoy was a mistake. Yeah, I don't want to give up anybody that I took, but in retrospect, I should have taken Gerald McCoy. So that's it. All right. I, I, Thanks for the I, games. Yeah, people. it was a lot of fun. That keep, was fun. Keep giving us games. I that's like a that. hard go. That's a hard go. All like, right. All right. So uh, this we, is a long one. Is it? Yeah, we've gone. We went almost 25 minutes on questions. On questions. Wow. Did, we didn't have Chris in for too long, though, no, because Chris, I wanted to get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, because he needed to move on. He was very yeah. gracious. All right, so All right. Uh, I think we're done for today. We'll yep. be back next week. Um, I don't know if it'll be next week, but I'm going to try to get Dexter Jackson Super Bowl MVP, as this fan asked. And, Good uh, try. But some, one way or another, we'll have a nice guest, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say happy Thanksgiving, and since you did, thanks for listening. <laughs>